Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, where I am openly sobbing during a story. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. I don't know about you, but I do literally 100% of my shopping online. Because of COVID, I pretty much have to shop online because, yeah, I don't want to catch COVID and die. But on top of that, I read stories for a living, so I can't afford to sound like this for three weeks straight. Don't you hate it when you get to checkout and you don't have a code to put in that little promo code box? With Honey, you never have to leave that box empty. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies them to your cart. For example, I buy a lot of audio equipment and I just saved 15 bucks on a microphone with Honey at checkout. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something that I don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash r slash. That's joinhoney.com slash r slash. Our next Reddit post is from No Dinner Invite. I keep meeting my birth mom, but she doesn't know that it's me. My mom had me when she was 14. I, currently a 24-year-old male, was given up for adoption. My adoptive parents told me about her growing up. I still have the letter she wrote me that she asked if they could give it to me if they wanted. It's crazy reading it sometimes and knowing that it was a literal child who wrote it, saying that she's sorry that she couldn't be my mommy, but she hopes that I'm happy. She was open to having contact, but we moved from my dad's job when I was 11, and then it seemed impossible to find her, but luckily I did! She's working at this small restaurant, and I keep going, but she doesn't know that it's me. We talk sometimes, and she seems like a nice lady. Sometimes when she says something like, Do you want a refill, honey? Or uses another term like that, I want to tell her. I don't know why, but it makes me nervous. We talk sometimes, and she seems really genuine. If it's not super busy, she's more open to talking about random stuff. I literally drive two hours to come eat at this place just to see her. And it's like she knows me already because I'm there once or twice a week for the past three months and she always says hi with a big smile. But man, if only she knew. And then Opie posted an update. Well, I did it. I told her. And yeah, it was pretty heavy. My heart was even beating fast. I kept trying to think about how to tell her. Many of the comments on my last post here mentioned writing her a letter, just how she wrote a letter for me. Originally, that was the plan, but for me, it felt like I needed to say it. I did wait for her to be done with her shift, and that was when they were closing the restaurant already. I waited in the parking lot. I said hi when she saw me, then I told her there was something serious that she needed to know. First, I told her sorry for keeping it from her for this long. She didn't react until I actually pulled out... Th oh, jeez. Oh, man. Oh, this story's actually hitting me, OP. Holy sh... Oh, man. I used to be able to read stories like this, no problem. But then after having my daughter, now suddenly I'm a big softy. I'm like a marshmallow. Okay. She didn't react until I actually pulled out her letter. She started bawling from there, like screaming and crying at the same time. And I didn't even have to finish the whole I'm your son speech. She just saw it and knew. It was crazy. Next thing I know, she's hugging me instantly. But then she pulled back and asked if it's okay to hug me. Of course it is, and we're just there hugging and crying in the parking lot. It hit her hard, though. 
Her legs gave out for a second, so I had to actually hold her up while she's still hugging me for a minute. What really got me was her saying, look how big you got. Also, hearing her cry made me cry too. <laughs> me too, OP. Me too. She went back to open the restaurant up. She wouldn't take no for an answer. We had coffee, ate a slice of their pie inside, and talked. There's so much stuff that we talked about. She told me the second time that I came to the restaurant, she got a gut feeling, but for her it was hard to believe that it was me. So that feeling she had was pushed way down. Because she told me for years after I was adopted, she saw kids that would be my age and used to think that they were me. Then she would be crying in public. It messed with her mind a lot and made her depressed, so she didn't want to do the same thing when she saw me, getting her hopes up like that. She says that I look so much like my biological dad when he was younger, though. We talked about him, too. They stayed in contact with each other in case I ever reached out to one of them, so it would be easier to contact the other. I didn't have hope about finding my biological dad, since he was never mentioned, so I'm glad they both planned for this future scenario. She told me about how they wanted to keep me, especially my biological dad. He didn't want me to be adopted. But he knew they had to because they were just kids. It took him a long time to get past it after I was born, she told me. We talked for hours until almost two in the morning. She wanted to know everything about me, but mainly, am I happy? Were my parents good to me? Did I have a happy childhood? And I did. I told her thank you for helping to give me this life, and we both cried again. She cried the most. Everything was very emotional for her. Sometimes she would look really happy, but then get sad again. After my 18th birthday, she was hoping that I would find her. That's why she stayed in the same city. But since I didn't, she always thought that maybe I resented her, wasn't told that I'm adopted, or maybe had decided that it was better not to have her around. It made me feel bad for not telling her sooner. She told me that it's not my fault, and I did right by going at my own pace. Honestly, she's so sweet. The way she kept looking at me with the biggest smile, it made me emotional sometimes. It makes you think how someone who's been a total stranger your whole life looks at you with so much love. It's wild. We learn so much about her. She asked if we could have dinner soon to keep talking. And if at some point in the future, if I'm interested, come over to her house so I can meet her husband. That all sounded really great. We exchanged numbers, and after I left, she sent a text telling me thank you for giving her this gift that she didn't know if it would ever come. My girlfriend came over, and she hugged me while I cried. I wasn't sad. These were happy tears. Everything went better than I expected. There was still emotionally heavy stuff, but I'm still glad that we got to open up to each other. And then, OP posts another update. Oh god, okay. Come on, R-slash. You can get through this one. Okay. Lots of you asked to let you know how it goes meeting my biological dad, and to say it was emotional is an understatement. When I went to go meet my dad, I asked my biological mom if she could be there too, just because she knows him better, so it was the two of us waiting for him at the park. He was already crying before we even got to him. This guy is so strong too, so he pulled me in for the biggest bear hug and we all cried. He told me he wants me to know that they love me so much and that he loves me. I lost count how many times he'd come back for one more hug. This definitely got to him. And, <laughs> and he kept saying thank you God a few times, looking at my face. The feelings, man, the feelings. We had so many of them. 
Hearing them tell me how much they love me, even back when they had me. It meant so much for me to hear that, and I'm not gonna lie, that had me holding him tight too. I'm sure that, for everyone at the park, it was weird seeing three crying people, lol. My biological dad said that he cried so many times just driving over here, he didn't think that he had any more tears until he saw us. When we were all sitting down, it hit me that my biological mom was not lying when she said that we all look alike. Obviously he's older, but oh my god the similarities! He brought gifts too, which was a surprise. It was really nice. He told me that I don't have to keep them if I don't want to, but he felt weird not coming with anything, and he's always wanted to give me this for a long time. Damn, man. Ugh, I just woke up. It's 9.30 in the morning. Ugh, I don't have the willpower for this story. One was a teddy bear holding a picture frame of him at the hospital holding me. He was 15 years old, and it's still crazy to realize that. And the other thing was a journal. The journal thing was stuff that he said that he started writing to me years after I was adopted. He was in therapy and that helped him cope, thinking he would give them to me one day. This was his way of still feeling connected to me. I haven't read everything yet, but some of the pages were his thoughts and like if he was just talking to me. How he felt when they found out that she was pregnant, the adoption, everything going on in his mind when he first got to hold me as a baby, etc. I didn't know that he was at the hospital too. It's not what I was expecting, and it really got me. I read some more of what he wrote last night, and that really got me crying. I'm sad to think how much this affected them emotionally for years. Also, I think it's pretty sweet that he wanted to write this for me. He talked about his own life, which was pretty hard. His struggles with his home life and feelings he had about giving me up. Then, he wanted to know everything about me, basically the same questions my biological mom had. I made sure they knew they made the right decision, because my life is pretty great. He looked like he wanted to cry when he heard that, because that's all they hoped for, and it was something that he'd always wondered about for years. My biological mom left after a bit. We were more comfortable so we could talk more in private once it didn't feel too awkward between us. From there, he told me stories about how he met my biological mom. Sometimes, he'd point out stuff that he noticed about me that reminded him of her or him. For example, I love eating mangoes. I can eat them all day, and that's even what I brought with me to the park. He told me that my biological mom was obsessed with mangoes even before she got pregnant, and when she was pregnant, she craved them even more. It's just cool info to know, even if it's random stuff. It's still stuff that we have in common, and we both have lots in common. We both like hiking, playing pool. He was a swimmer in college, and I was on the swim team in high school. We both love rock music, especially from the 90s. My bio dad was really open about sharing everything, like he really was getting ready for this meeting. He hoped that it would happen, and he prayed every day to see me again, because he had so many things that he wanted to tell me. Overall, it was a really good first meeting. I'm glad how it went. He's open to the idea of meeting my parents. Me and my adoptive parents met up yesterday to have breakfast so I could tell them everything. My mom was so happy with how it went. She actually cried too when I was telling them both about their reactions. My dad was proud because he knew how hard it was the months after finding my biological mom and not wanting to make contact. I'm really happy to have their support because it's hard not to feel guilty about wanting to know more about my biological parents. They gave me a really good life, so for a while it felt like maybe to them I'm showing them that wasn't good enough for me and I'd rather have my biological parents. But they told me many times that they want me to do this for me and they know how much I love them and I really do. 
Finding them and meeting them was hard, but it was so worth it to me. And seeing their reactions made it feel even more worth it. I still can't believe it sometimes. Uh, OP. <sighs> when I woke up this morning, I was thinking, okay, I need to record an episode. I was not expecting to be openly weeping in front of a microphone because, oh my god, this story, this story is really pulling at my heartstrings. I'm going to be honest with you. Sorry, everyone, if that was a struggle for me to get through, if my voice quality is kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe nasally, I'm a little bit stuffed up <laughs> from crying. <laughs> so this might not be a very good story from like a listening perspective because it's kind of raw, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. This is just dad energy. It's hard to get through a story like this as, an, as a new father with a one-year-old. It hits me in my gut. It's like a gut punch, man. Anyways, OP, I'm really glad that you, your biological parents, and your adoptive parents are happy. I read so many stories about, like, buttholes from r slash am I the buttholes, and people screwing up their lives in r slash today I effed up, and entitled Karens. It's just really refreshing to read a story where it's like a completely happy ending, where everyone loves each other and they get along. <sighs> I'm just happy for you, OP. Our next Reddit post is from Peaches and Glitter. I live in a duplex in Washington State with my husband and son, who's only a few months old. My father-in-law owns half the duplex and is renting it to us, and the other half is owned by an older woman and her adult daughter. My father-in-law has known the women for over 15 years, and he told us before we moved in that the daughter was mentally ill and had strong delusions on occasion that caused trouble with the previous tenants. The last tenants apparently had to get a civil anti-harassment order placed against the daughter, but eventually moved out when the behaviors never stopped. Apparently, the neighbor accused them of kidnapping and abusing their kids and abusing their dogs. My husband and I brought our son home a few months ago, and we didn't have any issues with the neighbor until about two weeks ago. She's begun banging on and throwing things at the wall when our son cries. She screams at us as well, but I usually can't hear what she's actually saying. You know, over the screaming baby. And the two dogs going absolutely ballistic because of the banging. It's absolute chaos, and it's made my postpartum anxiety so much worse. Every time the baby cries, I experience intense panic, waiting for the screaming and banging to start. We've called the non-emergency police line twice when I can't handle it anymore and feel close to a meltdown, and the first time they talked to her and she stopped doing it as often. Maybe just once every two days. Tonight she's back at it, and worse than ever. The air quality is so bad right now from the wildfires in the state that I can't let my dogs out for long to stop them from barking, and the barking makes the baby cry harder, which makes the neighbors scream and pound on the walls harder. The officer I spoke with says that we can try to get a civil anti-harassment order placed, but he knew for a fact that her behaviors never stopped after the last tenants tried that, and he said that his unofficial advice would be to live somewhere else. Is that seriously my only option? We can't afford to move, but I can't keep living like this. And then OP posted an update. My first post never got much attention, but the outcome was pretty wild. The general advice I got from people was that, as renters, we couldn't do anything. It was also suggested this was reasonable behavior since the crying baby was probably really annoying. Since my first post, we moved in with my grandmother for our safety. The neighbor ended up busting a softball-sized hole through the shared wall to scream at us and occasionally just stare at us. The smell that came out of that hole was indescribably bad. 
Our security cameras recorded her coming to my son's nursery window at around 2 a.m. almost daily, just staring and holding her cat. It took until the end of January for the police to be able to enter her property. The elderly mother had died about six months earlier, and the daughter had the corpse dressed in her Sunday best, rotting in a dead-bolted bedroom. The news article said the mother died from natural causes and the daughter was taken to an inpatient psychiatric facility. Wow. Busting a hole through the wall to stare at you? Like that scene from The Shining when Jack Nicholson axes his way through the door and sticks his head through the hole? Oh my god. I'm sorry about your neighbor because clearly she's mentally unwell, but I'm glad that you and your family are safe, OP. That was our slash best of Redditor updates, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.